Hello, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Carlton Blue Baggers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Santa Maria, and we're coming to you after a round 13 win. After one of the old rivals against the, Dol- against the Bombers, we win 54-80, to 80, a 26-point win, and a much-needed win, because now we're back in the fall, baby. We're back in the fall. Currently, as it sits, we are on nine wins, and we have a game in hand compared to Brisbane, Melbourne, Frio, all sitting on 10 wins, all with three losses. A win in this upcoming week will see us tie them on points, which would be huge. Which would be huge. But let's let's touch on this Bombers game, because you know how we got to start this. So, how good was that? You rock up on a Friday night, injuries, Essendon's 150th, all these legends of the club walking on the field. The pregame was actually pretty cool. I actually liked it. If that had happened to our team, I would have absolutely loved it. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. Uh, thought, oh, I thought they were going to come out. And you, you just saw the way Happy had that pregame speech with all the past players as well, tugging at his jumper, a bit of this, bit of that, you know, firing everyone up, revving them all up. To only go down by three goals within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. It's uh, it's funny. But it was a good game. It was a decent game. It's a, it was a game that, you know, we tried to really pull apart and, you know, separate ourselves, get a bit of percentage boost up and, you know, try to hold a good margin. 26 points, not bad, but something something that's just going to come back to haunt us at the end of the year is, is percentage. I mean, you look at this and it's like average losing margin. It's, probably, it's around seven or eight goals. Seven goals. So, um, yeah, you definitely, you do want, you want a little bit more, but you take it. Four points is four points. We win by 26. I'm not disappointed, but just didn't think it was our best game of footy. Thought we could have done a little bit more with it. But nevertheless, we come away with four points. And, yeah, as I said before, in a game with so many injuries, yeah, could have been a bit worrying. Could have been. But we pull it out. And a lot of individual standouts from this game, but I think as a whole we played pretty pretty well. Let's let's get started with how I like to start most of my shows this this year. My three key takeaways. So, if you're new to the show, each week three key takeaways, three things I really noticed stood out uh, this week, or you know over a combined couple of weeks that is starting to go our way. And let's get stuck into it. Number one. We're winning in a variety of ways. We scored so well from turnover. And we were really building our transition game. You can see it's starting to come around. Our ability to score while transitioning the ball from the back to the forwards has just looked so much better. A lot lot more quicker, cleaner entries going forward. Uh, We were really happy to use the corridor a lot more this week. And maybe that's... Purely because Essendon don't defend the ground as well. Yeah, 100%. They're not as good uh, when they don't have the ball. 100%. Definitely one of the reasons we did go through the corridor a little bit more and and succeeded. Uh, Our forward handball game was just on display with the likes of players like blokes like Newman. I mean, wow. We were just able to open up the corridor really easily and get some nice open entries into our forward line. We succeeded at moving the ball from D50 to 450 at 
in the first half. That's more than double the AFL average, 22%. That's a lot. That's a lot. Half the times we tried to move the ball, we, we, we succeeded. That's brilliant. I don't care if it's against a side that can't defend the ground or not. That's a, that's a really good stat to be able to say you can accomplish. We didn't need to win the clearances. All dominate the contested footy. We beat them on the spread. We beat them transitioning the footy, scoring off turnover, and that's not what we're known for. That is not what we're known for. So that's my second, that's that's my first point. We are starting to win in a variety of ways. We're incorporating this turnover game into our into our game style and you know the ability to just our ball movement is just looking a lot better, a lot cleaner. Uh, and we're, we're looking like the kind of side that's starting to figure out, you know, when to shift gears. Are we going to go fast? Are we going to control the ball? Because I feel like we're figuring that out now a lot more, which is really, really good to see. Second key takeaway. And I've put this one in because I couldn't put him in my votes. It's Lewis Young. That's the takeaway. Lewis Young. What a get. What a get. I mean, he's really coming along nicely. On the weekend, he had 14 intercept possessions. Five intercept marks. He's a lovely kick of the footy. Uh, look, we thought this game, we thought our, their forwards were going to tear us up. We looked at two-metre Peter, Harry Jones, Stringer, all three of them coming back in. And we thought, geez, it's going to be hard. No way doing. Young's going to have to take the best option. Marchbank's coming in after three years. Stringer's coming back. Oh, we're going to have to put Plowman probably on him. No, no. Instead, their forwards did nothing. They did nothing. Jones kicked two goals. That's all right. I'm willing to live with that. Two metre Peter. Zero goals too. Stringer. Did anyone see him? Did it? Did anyone see Stringer? Because I just saw him get caught holding the ball. By Fisher. I love that. He's half his size. Half his size. But, um... Look, back on, back on Lewis Young, I thought he, he played a remarkable game. A lot of intercept marks. He's really starting to get a lot more comfortable at this level. And you can see he's just brimming with confidence. Brimming. I love it. Really good get for us. And look, to keep, to keep someone like 2-meter Peter goalless, that's a really, really big tick. Yeah, he had a couple of shots, kicked two behinds. But at the end of the day, that guy had nearly no impact on the game whatsoever. And you look at a guy like Lewis Young... 14 intercept possessions. That's really brilliant. That's a career high for him as well. So just shows he's really starting to fill out. And what a get it's been for us to pick this bloke up. Thank God. A really, really good get. And my third takeaway. That three-headed monster up forward in Mackay, Charlie, and Sauce. It's a matchup nightmare. It's a matchup nightmare. You can, you can swing the two main ones, Charlie and Harry. You can swing them centre-half, forward, forward, forward. You can really do what you like there. Personally, yeah, Harry's amazing up the green. And we saw. We saw he had eight contested marks. I mean, what what, what is that? What is that? Bloke's, bloke's an animal. He is an animal. Kicked three goals. Uh, took a little bit of the pressure off Charlie. Charlie, I felt like he had a good game and he was getting mitts to absolutely everything. Ridley was on him like a rag doll for parts of that game. And I thought Ridley did a really good job of... Trying to not be an intercept 
defender, but try and actually really play one on one, a one on one defensive kind of role. And he did pretty good on Charlie. And you can just see how many times he nearly took a mark or could have been paid a mark or could have been paid for a kick. He's he's so dangerous. And then when he had Silvani into that mix as well, that link up kick. How many times was he that link up kick? He was. I thought he actually had a really good game as well, Silvani. And he's not going to get talked about. He's not going to get spoken about when you've got Mackay and Charlie. But we know how important he is. Son of a legend, Jack Silvani. Sauce. He's an absolute star. And uh, yeah, this three-headed monster, it's really, really hard to beat. Put your best defender on, on either Mackay or Charlie. All right, they might do okay. Your second best defender is not going to beat uh, whoever you put the second one on. And the third... More than likely, Silvani is going to win that matchup as well. So it's it is it's a matchup nightmare. You've got two of them that are going to be the, those link up kicks, going to be getting up the ground, and then you've got one that's always going to be deep. Always, always, there's going to be one of those guys in the goal square or around it, just trying to to dominate. And I love the way this list is structured. Love it. And I thought the real difference between the game on Friday night, which is why I made it my key takeaway, was. Look at their key forwards and look at ours. I just told you, they're three key forwards. Stringer, he didn't go in the middle. He did not go in the middle. You look at Stringer, Jones, and Peter. They kicked two goals between them. Two goals. I mean, then you've got Mackay. He's kicked three himself. <laughs> so it's pretty difficult to uh, to match up on him. And I thought that was the difference on the weekend. You had... A horrible forward line in Essendon's. And then he had the Blues forward line, you know, who Charlie kicked two, Mackay kicked three, Silvani got a goal. I mean, they kicked six between them compared to two. It's a big, big difference. Uh, and that's 26, po- 26 point margin. We kicked four goals right there. That's the game. That's the game. And as well as I thought we moved the ball and uh, we had good ball movement and, you know, we're able to score off turnover and uh, the, all those sorts. I thought that, yeah, at the end of the day, if they had our forwards, that that game would have been probably, a, it would have been a different result. thought that was the major difference. Uh, but a few things about the game. I thought I thought it was a decent game, but it wasn't our best performance by the year. Um, it was one of our poorer ones for sure. We had a couple of decent players. I thought Nunzi played one of his better games for the year. He just had some really costly turnovers. That's the only thing, and it's the same thing every week with him. He can do some decent things, but I just notice him doing the wrong things all the time. I, I don't know if it's just because I've noticed it once and now all of a sudden I'm able to pick up on all of them, but I'm telling you, he had some really average turnovers. And then you look at some of the kicks he had, though. He had, he had some elite kicking inside 50. He hit up Charlie like two times in like two minutes. Um, one of them, I think Harry ended up scoring off. And, yeah, I thought he played one of his better games for the year. I mean, he had 25 disposals. I mean, when's the last time he did that? Now, we've been crying for a wingman to do something aside from O'Brien. And finally, we, you know what? He gave us something. And you'd bloody hope so, because this week we're going against two, you know, experienced wingmen in McIntosh and Pickett who know their roles, play their roles well. And we're going to need this guy to, to do it as well. We really are. Doherty, amazing game. This guy is a lock for all Australian. He's he's magnificent. Every week, he's just lock him in to do the same thing. You know he's going to give you 25, 30 touches, you know, around six intercept marks or so at least. 
He's just... He's all over it. He's all over it. And how good was Marchbank's return? Oh, I thought he was really good for a bloke who hasn't played at AFL level in three bloody years. And that's how he came out. Massive tackle he laid. Uh, he, he just did some really nice things. I just thought he did some really nice defensive work. And then you, you find out today that he's, he's done. Injured again. Six to eight more weeks. I mean, it's it's really sad, isn't it? It's really sad. Your your heart goes out to him, and you just think, did they did they rush him back a little early? I mean, he didn't get a full game under his belt before this week in the VFL. He'd played halves. He had not played a full game, and then he plays one full game at AFL level and meniscus tear. Really sorry to say it, and I don't want to say it, but. Yeah, I don't know what kind of career this bloke's going to have. It's just, it's time after time after time. And it's, yeah, it's the same old thing. And look, I hope he gets better, of course. But yeah, it makes you wonder, will we ever see, will we ever see a healthy Caleb Marchbank? Because what's the last few years been? What what can, what, what what's that count for? So eventually he's either got to get his body right or he doesn't. And Unfortunately, we're, we're falling on the wrong side of that and it's not a good time with all our injuries. But uh, let's move on. Adam Saad. How good was this bloke? Every time he gets it, they wanted a boo. No worries. No worries. Can I just ask Essendon fans? How good's Nick Hind, yeah? Last year, all these blokes running around saying, oh, Nick Hine this, Nick Hine that. We got rid of Saad. We got we got a high draft pick for it. Pick nine, I think it was. Oh, and we've picked up this Nick Hine bloke for nothing. Yeah, you got him for nothing for a reason, you spuds. I mean, he has barely any impact compared to Saad. Barely. Did you see the run and carry? And you know what? He started the game on like a house on fire. And he did. He dropped off a little bit and... I found that a lot of the time Sadi, yeah, he'd get like five touches in like three minutes and then you wouldn't see him for a bit. Uh, but yeah, he, he had a really good impact on the game and I thought like, you know, he just used his pace, injected it into the game and, you know, really helped us out when we needed. And I love that he's doing it against his odd side. Would have loved for him to kick that big goal. You know what I would have loved even more though? I would have loved if Charlie Kerner got paid that mark where he juggled it. Because where I was sitting from in the crowd, that looked like a mark hands down. Watching the replay, though, I wasn't so sure. So I'll, I'll pass that one. But, uh, yeah, he was looking dangerous as well. And I thought, <laughs> I thought, gee, is this guy, if he's not taking the mark, he's like the tiniest bit off taking it. He nearly took, he had about three or four nearly marks, which is pretty special against a good opponent in, in uh, Big Red over there. Let's get into the uh, best and fairest votes this week. So... Every week I do the 54321 voting system for my best and verse of the year. And this week, for the first time this season, five votes will be going to none other than Nick Newman. What a game this bloke had. I mean, I think he shocked everyone because his last couple of weeks... He's really started to get going. I mean, he had 29 disposals, 10 marks, 
10 marks. He's, uh, he's put together a good game. He had five score involvements. And as I said at the beginning, he just opened up the game for us. His forward handballing was magnificent. He used the overlapping handball so well. And he just utilized that long over the top kind of handball. Showed great vision to be able to spot his teammates. Which, yeah, just opened up the middle of the ground for us. Open corridor, streaming forward. And that's where we're looking really deadly lately. When blokes like him and Sada, you know, getting that run off the halfback and using that forward handball game, we look really dangerous when we can get it forward that quickly. Because then you've got one-on-ones for Harry Mackay, for Charlie Kernow, and all of a sudden it's just nightmares for, for the opposition. So I thought he just opened up the game for us that allowed us to score the easiest and best way possible. And for me, with the way he just performed, it was a no-brainer. I thought he was our best player on the night. Five votes. Four votes is going to Harry Mackay. Welcome back, Big H. I mean, how do you take six weeks off or whatever it was and then come back, kick a lazy three like you did? I mean, he's just a superstar. This guy's marking ability, how good is he? How good is he? You look at him and you're just like, how do you stop that? He's one of those players like, you know what he's going to do. And you still can't stop it. He's just too tall, too athletic, too big and strong. He towers over defenders, towers over them. And uh, I think he might have even kicked one of his shots out on the full completely. Like he could have had four, even five, but that's all right. He's kicked the three goals. Believe it was 3-1. And to come back after an injury and put forth the performance he did, I thought it was amazing. You could have made the argument that he was our best player on the ground because he was just that influential. I mean, when you kick three goals and, you know, you're taking eight marks, he's just, he's massive. He's massive for us. And that whole combination of keeping him and Charlie in the same squad, you know, making defenders have to pick and choose which one of them to, you know, who's going to go to who. And yeah, it's troublesome. And he got the second best defender this week and he made him pay for it. He absolutely made him pay for it. You, you can't stop him. Zach Reed was trying to stop this bloke. I mean, have you seen that guy? He looks like a twig. He looks like a twig. And uh, yeah, he was, he was really, really good. Three votes this week. I gave him the Doherty. Now look, he might have been, he might have been best on green in a lot of people's eyes, and he was amazing. Thirty-three disposals, but you know what's even more amazing than that? Six hundred and ninety-nine meters gained. Are you kidding me? Nine contested marks. Nine marks, sorry. <laughs> Take out the contested, sorry. Nine marks as well. I mean, going at 87% efficiency. This guy is... He's big. He's big. And look, he's been Mr. Consistent for us all year. You can't really ask more from a guy who shouldn't even be playing as good as he is. He really shouldn't. But uh, on to the next two votes. I gave him the Crips. Paddy Crips. Now, he started off the game a little bit slow. And the first half, I didn't notice him as much. He did, he's, he did some good things, but his second half was was even better. And look, he had the 28 disposals, and you could see he flourished a little bit more not playing that secondary ruck option, besides the one time in the Ford 50 where he ends up getting a free kick and, and scoring a goal from it, which, awesome. No worries. Take it every day. Uh, but yeah, this bloke, he had eight clearances as well for us, which... On a day where we we struggled to win the clearances, 
we, we, we struggled on the inside. And this guy, his 28 disposals, they just had such impact. Weaving out of players, spinning in and out. I mean, his disposals just carry a lot more weight than what a lot of, a lot of people do when you do the inside work he does and then evade one or two people to then, you know, get that get that exit handball out out of congestion. Amazing. Really impressed with him. Cripper back on the board with a couple more votes. And one vote. This was hard. I gave it to Walsh. I did. Because I, I thought he had more impact than Saad. I did. I thought he had more impact. And you could have honestly given it to Young, even. Saad or Young. And I, and I would not have blinked an eye. But I've given it to Walshie. I just thought he looked he looked everywhere in the first half. Everywhere. Um, but look, he dropped off a little bit in the second half. But he's just doing what he's doing. Week in, week out. Really impressed with him. But uh, yeah, a bit stiff for, for Saad and Young. They both could have cop votes for me. Even Silvani. I actually really rated his game. Didn't think it was necessarily votes worthy. But when I was watching the game, I was like, gee, he's looking like he's on for a big one and you can see with Silvani he's just taking so much more time with the ball in hand he looks much more composed and confident he's navigating himself around defenders and you could see a couple of times he went to sell the dummy and then he went the other way on his left boot nice hit up inside 50 I mean you can see a lot of these plays they're starting to get confidence in themselves so they're playing more confidently and stuff like that but this guy's actually just maturing he just looks so much more at home on that footy field. He takes a lot more time with the ball in hand. He's not rushing it as much. He doesn't feel under immediate pressure. He doesn't feel that threat from the opposition. He's he's confident that he can, you know, work something out of whatever uh, pressure situation he's in. And I'm really impressed. Really, really impressed. Thought this week, with the way we played, I, my tip, I think, I believe it was five goals. So I was I was pretty close but for the way we played, look, it was hit and miss. It was hit and miss. And I just think this week coming up, we're going to need to play a lot better. And we've got the biggest injury list in the AFL coming up against the side that, well, they've got no injuries. <laughs> they've got no one injured for fuck's sake. Who are we going to throw at all of these blokes? I mean... Yeah, let, let's get into this preview because I don't want to waste any more time on this Essendon game. I don't. I want to talk about this week because this is massive. This game, this week, is absolutely massive. Now, I told you at the start, we're fourth. We're one win out of out of tying the rest of the, the, the top three teams currently on points. We'll only be off them by percentage. We, this is a, just, this is a massive week. Richmond sit ninth. They're a game out of the eight. Uh, I'm really, really interested to see how this game goes. I, I, I can't begin to tell you. Because look, they're in good form, Richmond. They're coming. They've, they're coming. They're figuring it out. I mean, I mean, it's the round one rematch. I was very confident we'd win round one. This week, not so much. I'm just not. Oh, yeah, I'm nervous. Let's get into this preview against the Richmond Tigers. So Dusty's in doubt. He's got the flu. Might play, might not. Let's figure it out. And Lynch is, Lynch is going to be back, I'm pretty sure. Now, we lose Marchbank. 
big out. Big out. Because now we have to bring in... We have to bring in this Sam Durden or, or Brody Camp. It's one of them. One of them's got to come in. Uh, so, interesting to see the change we do make. I think, from what I've read about uh, the reserves, I think I feel like we'll be bringing Kemp in just because he knows our structures a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting because whoever you're bringing in is, is, is playing on Jack Rewalt. So, let's see how that goes. Now, we've got Chero out. Now, we could go a couple of ways about this. We could just, boom, let's bring Fisher in the middle. And let's make him play Chero's role. And that's personally what I'd love to see. I'd love to see Fisher come in and play primarily as a midfielder this week. Let's see how that goes. If that's the case, then for me, I'd bring in one out of either... One of Carroll, Fogarty, Motlop or Philp. It's one of them. If we don't want Fisher as the main on baller to replace Chero, then bring in Dow. Simple as that. Simple as that. Now, we haven't seen Fogarty this year, which is why I wouldn't mind seeing him. And I'll explain what I'm thinking with the, with this. Realistically, if we if we bring Fisher to take that um, to take Chero's midfield spot, I'd like to see probably Fogarty in or even a Motlop, purely for the pressure sense of things. And I'll touch on that in a second. So, key matchups. This is going to be... There's a few of them this week. There are. But there's none more important than Walsh v. Vlosten. And let me explain why. Walsh, he's been playing the half-forward role. He did it again this week. Redmond was on him. And, you know, they, ha- they were happy to go with him most of the time. But sometimes, yeah, they would hang back. This week, no, no, no. The Tigers love a spare back. They love to just, you know, hold someone back. And, we're, and this is a clash, of, a clash of styles. Who's is going to work more? Is it going to be Walsh who's going to be impacting the stoppage more? Or will it be Vlosten picking off everything that will have more of an impact on this game? Will be interesting. Well, Vlosten is just coming off a game where the Tigers kicked four goals from his intercepts. So he'll be happy to play the loose and take that deep drop off and just intercept all day. You know, let Walsh run in the midfield. Let let us have the outnumber at the stoppages and then be kicking it to, their net, to an outnumber um, in the forward line. So... Really interesting to see how that battle is going to kind of shift. And what I'd actually love to see, I'd love to see Sauce go on Vlosten. And once uh, Walsh rolls up to the contest, I'd love to see Sauce go straight to Vlosten and negate him from playing that intercept role. Stop, take their game away from them. I don't want these blokes taking intercept marks and just zoning the whole time and they're just going to beat us through our zone. Fuck that. Don't give it to them. No. Let Walsh do his thing, 100%. Let's keep that going. We'll play to our strengths, but then let's, Sauce, sacrifice your game like you're more than happy to and go, shut this bloke down. Don't let him take five intercept marks this week. Don't let him do it. Do that. Uh, big matchup is going to, look, they're going to have Lynch and Rewalt. Rewalt's used to playing the second key forward now, and he's, he's probably going to outplay whichever defender we bring on him. So, really, the main matchup, it's a big test for Young to take on Tom Lynch. Someone who's, well, I think he was leading the common before he got injured. And look, he's, he's had a really good year by his standards. He's uh, kicking a lot more goals than he than he normally has been. And we always have Weedering go to this bloke and give him a bath. So look, I know Weedering spoke about that little notebook he's got that Jonesy 
got him into the habit of doing, you know, like notes on every on every forward, knowing the way they play. And I hope he's given it to Lewis Young this week. And I hope he cleans him up. But I think it'll be a big matchup for us. I'm not expecting Young to win. I think he's in really good form, but don't get me wrong. I think Young and Kemp or Durden, whichever um, secondary partner we decide to, to bring with him, I think that that's the big matchup of the day. Can we can we hold the these two forwards? Because they are two key forwards who are going to do a lot of damage. Nextly, Nank and DeConning. This has to this has to be the week DeConning gives us a little bit more. He has to give us a little bit more this week. In the rock, around the ground, everywhere, because we're going to need him. We are going to need him. Big Nank, he's been dropping back a lot. He's been taking a lot of intercepts. He really likes to hop out down back. And look, DeConning, he's not going to run with him down there. Unless he's... Unless he's... Unless Silvani's rocking and he's already down there kind of thing. But look, if DeConning's in the Ford 50, don't let him be taking those intercept marks. But if he's not, okay, let him take those intercept marks down there. But then you do the same thing. You be that down-the-line kick and help us take a couple of intercept marks to get some repeat um, inside 50s. Because we can't have a Ruckman dominate us again this week the way they have been. I mean, Draper kicked two goals on the weekend, for fuck's sake. So we're going to need a little bit more out of him. 100%. We really, really are. Uh, I don't know. Is he? If Nang's going to do whatever he likes, it's going to be tough going. Round one, when we played this mob this year, it was a close game. It was a good game of footy all the way through. And in the last quarter... We were able to get on the top by just dominating the clearances and scoring from clearance. Are we going to be able to do that this this week? Now, look, our mids they they just need to adjust a little bit better. If they're losing the if they're losing the hitouts, they just got to they've just got to adjust. They've got to adjust. They've got to be a bit better. If we're not winning the hitouts, then just do a little bit better. That's okay. But we really we really could use him to step up. We really could. And uh, that's why I think this week's going to be a lot harder. We, we bet them by dominating them in the clearances like, um, last time we played in round one. We, that's, that's how we got over the top. Just able to put in a score so quickly and then it'd go right back to the one place we'd want it. The center circle. Clearance, goal. Clearance, goal. Bang. Let the cycle repeat. And let's do it again this, let's do it again this week. But can we get it done with DeConning as the main rock? It'll be interesting to see, that's for sure. Um, look, I think it will be hard to obviously win these clearances the way we did in round one, and I'm not expecting to. So how do we beat this mob? Well, I'll tell you one thing. They can't hack the pressure. We have to beat them at their own game plan. Pressure and catch them on the counter. Streaming through the corridor, trying to get more one-on-ones, instead of trying to pick through their zone that they're so good at setting up. Uh, we're, we're not... Look, we look amazing recently with our ball movement and scoring off turnover. It's, it's all improved and you can see it. It's, it's clear as day. Yes, we have looked a lot better in that whole department. I mean, in the first six rounds, we were 16th from opposition score per inside 50. We were 13th uh, scoring from points from turnovers and we were 14th in ball movement. That's all completely changed. Now it's now we're sixth in opposition score points on fifty compared to sixteenth. We're second in points from turnovers compared to 
uh, 13th and we're second in ball movement compared to 14th. That's a big change from the first half to the second half of the season. That's the change. Rounds 1 to 6 and then 7 to 13. Look at the difference. Look at that difference. But have we played in those in, in, in that period? Who have, we, who have we played and done it against? Adelaide, North Melbourne. The only side we really, really did that well against was Sydney. We kicked nine goals in a quarter. A side that is really, really good at defending the ground and doesn't ever have that happen against them. But another thing, it was a marvel. We succeed at marvel. We love marvel. We're not losing at marvel. Um, so look, as great as we we look like we're moving the ball a lot better, we are scoring off turnover a lot better, and yes, these are all true. But I still don't think the numbers from round 6 to 13 necessarily are a true reflection of where we're really at at it. I don't think we are that good at it, no. But we're getting better. We're a work in progress week by week, getting better, improving all of these areas. And now we have to do it against the side that's made it their hallmark for the last five years. Scoring off turnover pressure. They can't knock our pressure though. They can dish it, but they can't take it. And that's how we're going to have to beat this side this week. And look, their forward pressure, their forward tackling, it's been down. Last week, they dropped Castagna, they dropped Rioli, and all of a sudden, yeah, they weren't able to score by, you know, um, by heaps of that forward pressure and lots of uh, tackling in, inside their forward 50. And yeah, they weren't able to create some of those just chaotic scores. And look, one of them will probably come in for Dusty if he is going to be out. One of them's probably going to come in, probably Castagna. So they'll get a little bit more. But what can we do on our end? Durden and Always, they're going to be massive this week. Big games for them. Really, really big games because that's what we're going to rely on. The Fishers, the Martins. I need a big game from Jack Martin. In fact, I want a game from Jack Martin like he did a couple of years ago when he kicked four and a quarter on him. We're going to need this guy to do something. If he's not doing something with the ball, then you better be laying that much pressure and that many tackles. It is not funny. That's how we win this game. They can't handle the pressure. They can't. They love to score off turnover, so don't give them the turnovers. Don't give it to them. We're going to have to control the ball well when it's not on our terms. we just got to minimize their ability to score from our turnover and then we've just got to absolutely load them up with pressure. And we can't we, we can't drop off the way we, we normally do in second halves. Round one when we played in this year, yeah, we, it was fourth quarter was one of the uh, rare four, four, fourth quarters we've actually won. So can we do it again? Can we replicate it? It's going to be a really, really interesting matchup this week. And to be honest, that's why I, that's... That's why I wanted Fogarty or Motlop in, because I want their pressuring. And with all the injuries we've got, the biggest injury list in the AFL against a side who's got barely got any, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to win this one. I don't. I, th I think if I had to honestly, if I had to give an honest estimate, I, I do think we'll probably lose this week. I just think... I don't know how well we'll score off turnover. I think we'll be able to do it well, but I feel like their zone is set up so well and when we're not scoring off turnover, it's going to be really hard to, you know, get some scores. 
we're gonna really re- we're gonna really need to rely on our tools. Which, if that's the case, if we're not scoring off turnover, when you know we're going forward and they've got their zone defense set up, we didn't get any scores of Harry and Charlie and Silvani like come round one this year. They had barely any impact on the game really, and we were still able to pull out that win. So, look. We don't have Pitney this time, so it's less likely we're going to steamroll them through, you know, d- dominating center clearances as easily. But I still feel like, you know, we'll be able to get on top in the middle and, yeah, as I've said, bring the pressure to them and they won't be able to hack it. Score off turnover is going to be the way we win this game, utilizing their own game plan against them. And uh, I think we can definitely pull out this win, but I just think we've got a lot stacked up against us and... They're a side that we normally don't, we generally don't really match up well against them. I mean, they're, they're a good side and they're in really good form. I think we're just going to lose this one. I think we're just going to lose this by maybe two or three goals. I would not be, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we win, but I'm not expecting us to win this game. I'm not going into Thursday night football saying four points coming right up. No way. I'm coming in thinking this is a massive game. And if we win, we tie ourselves on points with the top four, with all the top four teams. That's amazing. That is amazing, and it'll show. I don't care what kind of fixture we've been handed this year, that it's bloody deserved. Because no list in the AFL would have this many injuries and be where we are. None. So I'm bloody proud of this group, and I look forward to it. This week, how will they go? Massive game. Can't wait for it. So, enjoy the game, enjoy the week, and as always, we'll see you next week. Go the mighty Blue Baggers.